This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello and welcome to the Over and Back Classic NBA Podcast. I am Rich Krejci. No Jason Mann for this episode, but we'll get Jason on pretty soon with one of these shows coming up pretty soon. Promise. I promise. But uh, this is the doozy here. This is one of the big ones. This is There's three shows here, three dunk contests that I think deserve a little extra acclaim, a little extra stars, ones that are truly, to me, the best of the best. And I can't choose between which of the three I think are the best, and, and I guess it'll be pretty obvious through the series uh, which three I think are, are the best, having gone back and rewatched every single one of them for the purposes uh, of this series. There's three that are just, just head and shoulders above uh, above the others, and, and this is certainly one of them. This is their NBA at 75 dunk contest series here on the Overback Classic NBA Podcast. And this one, if you're probably doing the math, thinking chronological, yep. It's 1988, Michael Jordan and Dominique Wilkins duel it out in one of the best, to some, not saying I agree or disagree, the best dunk contest of all time. And in 1988, the NBA Slam Dunk Contest is still trying to figure out exactly what it wanted to be. Early competitions featured some of the league's top stars and legendary dunkers, but the bottom of the you know the competition began to start seeing you know several more unfamiliar faces. Uh, Dominique Wilkins claimed the throne as the league's best dunker in 1985, uh, but his grip on the crown was untenable in 1986. Spectacle took center stage as Wilkins' teammate, 5'6", Anthony Spudweb, leaped into the hearts and minds of sports fans everywhere with his inspiring dunk contest victory. In 1987, a new superstar ripped the crown from the Atlanta Hawks duo as Michael Jordan cemented himself not only as the league's new star, but one of the best dunkers in basketball. This led us to the 1988 contest, which was shaping up to be one for the ages. The deepest and most talented roster of dunkers in the history of the contest. Spud Webb, Dominique Wilkins, Michael Jordan were all participating. Jerome Kersey, Clyde Drexler, both veterans of the competition would also be there. The dunk contest was taking place inside the, inside the historic Chicago Stadium, home of Michael Jordan's Chicago Bulls. Expectations were as high as they'd ever been for the dunk contest. It seemed almost impossible for the competition to reach the heights that fans and media alike expected. What happened after three plus hours, it was a very long dunk contest. What happened after that, they didn't just exceed expectations. They blew them out of the goddamn water. There have probably been, quote unquote, better dunk contests with a, quote unquote, larger number of spectacular dunks or whatever. but the, And, and, and there, yeah, there's been great duels in slam dunk contest history. We're going to talk about one in, in a couple of years here. There have been unbelievable individual performers in dunk contests, but there will never, ever be another competition like the 19, 1988 competition. There will never be another contest with so much drama, so much intrigue, and so much controversy, too. The 1988 Slam Dunk Contest had it all. Spectacular dunks, larger-than-life superstars, a Hollywood-level conspiracy, and in the end, the crowning of Michael Jordan as the best dunker in NBA history. What 1988 gave us was about more than just explosive or impressive dunks. It was two legit NBA superstars, two of the NBA's best scorers. They'd finished first and second that year in the scoring leaderboard. Two players leading their respective teams in the title contention, One of the two would win the MVP that season. The other one would finish sixth. 
This wasn't simply a battle of all-time dunkers, but a battle of all-time players. A battle of surefire Hall of Famers. The 1988 NBA Slam Dunk Contest is the dunk contest all others are measured against. Even today, 34 years later. The 1988 Slam Dunk Contest spawned iconic photographs forever branded into the mind of a generation of NBA fans. It would be way too dramatic to say it's all downhill from here, but there's no doubt the shadow of the 1988 NBA Slam Dunk Contest would loom large over the competition for a decade before the NBA finally decides to scrap it all together. An impossible feat, every dunk contest after 1988 would try like hell to be included in the same conversation, and few if any would. The competitors. Michael Jordan, the defending champion, came into this dunk contest as a full-blown megastar, fresh off a second-place MVP finish. That he was defending the title in his hometown Chicago stadium made Jordan's eventual victory feel like a formality. Dominique Wilkins. At this point, Wilkins is Mr. Dunk Contest. He's appeared in all but one Official NBA Slam Dunk Contest, 1984, 85, and 86, making the finals or semifinals in all but one, winning the 1985 contest in the process. Clyde Drexler. Clyde the Glide certainly lived up to his nickname over his dunk contest history, just not in a good way. Uh, he glided through the contest with a lack of effort. He participated in three contests but has never made a finals and only one time has appeared in the semifinals. Otis Smith. This is Otis Smith's one and only dunk contest. Uh, Golden State Warriors high flyer would have a solid but unspectacular career before knee injuries forced him into early retirement. You may know him better as the former Orlando Magic president and general manager. Jerome Kersey is back after a heartbreaking loss to Michael Jordan last year's contest. Greg Anderson, one of the more anonymous slam dunk contest participants of all time, Anderson, a San Antonio Spurs rookie, had a decent start to his NBA career, but would become a journeyman playing for six different NBA franchises until he would retire in 1998. Anderson's nickname is Cadillac, and it's a reference to his bicycle, which he rode around the University of Houston campus. Spud Webb, after taking 1987 off, the 1986 NBA Slam Dunk Contest champion is back for another try. The competition. The greatest competition ever begins... With who else but Golden State Warriors shooting guard Otis Smith, of course. To his credit, Smith threw down a really good double-clutch reverse dunk, setting the bar high from the word go in this 1988 contest. Webb, hungry to get back to the championship, eh, maybe he wasn't. He appeared unmotivated, hurt, or just unable to perform as he did in 1986. His first dunk is basic, it gets a 34. His next in 18, his 52-point total was the lowest of the competition. Jerome Kersey, fresh off his defeat in the 1987 finals, doesn't show up this year. His first dunk is a basic reverse for a 41. His second dunk only nets him a 38. He's out in the first round. Anderson, who's a bright-eyed and bushy-tailed rookie of the Spurs, goes off the backboard, and it's good. It's not going to be good enough today, though. His first-round score of 76 is not enough to get him into the semifinals. When Jordan steps onto the floor of his familiar Chicago stadium, he isn't just one of the league's top stars. This man is a god. He is a savior of basketball in the hoop-crazed city of Chicago. Like in 1987, Jordan owns this competition from the moment he begins to jog towards a dunk. Here, he starts things off with an explosive windmill. The Chicago stadium explodes, and this is clearly his competition to lose. 
Drexler, in what has unfortunately become a theme of this dunk contest history retrospective here, uh, he decides to do, well, the exact same dunk as Jordan. <laughs> he just does it less effective and less explosive, as usual. This has not been an effective plan for Drexler in any competition so far. I don't know why he keeps doing this. Please stop, Clyde. Please. Wilkins is up, uh, up next, and, and this is peak Neek. He looks great. The high top is perfect. The Hawks jersey of this era is perfect. Like This is one of the coolest, most aesthetically pleasing, most aesthetically awesome players in moments in basketball history. This man is dripping with coolness. Wilkins lets the world know that he has arrived at this competition with a reverse two-handed dunk that quite nearly rips the rim off. Jordan, Wilkins, Drexler, and Smith are all moving on to the second round, but all eyes are clearly on Wilkins and Jordan. Michael starts the second round, walking up to the free throw line, spinning, moving himself to the other side of the court, and, well, you know what's coming. I know what's coming. The Chicago Stadium knows what's coming, but it's hard to put into words how incredible this sequence was. This isn't Jordan's first dunk contest, and it wasn't the first he would win, but this moment more than any other signifies Jordan's arrival into another stratosphere. Jordan took off, hung in the air for what felt like 15 seconds, had time to clutch the ball to his midsection, sign autographs, flashbulbs are showering him, and he throws down one of the most iconic dunks, not in, not just in slam dunk contest history, but in NBA history. Well, Jordan got out of the gate last time with something special, and he wants to do the same as we start this round. Uh-oh, measuring off the free throw line. Jordan once said he thinks the perfect dunk would be a 360 from the free throw line. Okay, it's T minus 10 and counting to liftoff. <laughs> oh, they're on their feet at the stadium already. This is reminiscent of the ABA dunking championship and Julius Irving many years ago. Mission control ready for launch. brought Dominique to his feet. And Jordan says he likes to dribble the ball when he does a dunk as opposed to just running with it because he thinks that's really part of the rhythm and part of the game and he should do that. And a 50 for Michael Jordan on his first dunk of the semifinal. Even the post-dunk is special. Jordan throws the ball down so hard it ricochets off his chest and into the crowd like a deadly weapon. 50 points isn't enough points for this dunk. Jordan probably should have just been awarded this contest championship immediately. Um, yeah, he really should have been grandfathered into all future championships until someone could even come close to matching this dunk. This is the dunk, the best ever from the best ever. Can you imagine? Otis Smith has to follow this now. Otis Smith comes up next having to follow this. This man has to follow Jordan's Sistine Chapel. Smith goes off the backboard. The ball goes a little too far. Smith has to reach all the way back to get it, and he does. It rules. It's a great dunk. In any other competition, this one scores highly, but given what we just saw, he's only going to get a 45. I don't even know what to tell you. Yeah, I don't even... <sighs> Drexler. Oh, Clyde Drexler. Um, if you want to guess what, uh, what Clyde decided to do here... Um, My man does a free throw line dunk. Uh, television commentator Rick Barry is beside himself wondering what Drexler is thinking. He does the dunk. It's a free throw line dunk. It's pretty good. 
but it lacks the flair and the hang time of Jordan's Drexler. <laughs> what are you doing? And you know it's not as good of a dunk because guess what, people? There's an entire generation of NBA fans that don't have a Drexler free throw line dunk from the 1988 dunk contest on their wall. They have a Michael Jordan one. So maybe, I don't know, Clyde, it, I just, what do you say about Clyde anymore? What do you say about Clyde anymore, man? What are you doing? Well, now that's a tough one. Why would he choose a free throw dunk after Jordan has electrified the crowd with a 50? That would be tough on a judge's mind, I would think, Steve. There aren't that many of them, though. I mean, you know, you think about these ducks, you got to think about what you can do, and you also got to think about how to impress the judge and get something down. Drexler just inside, they give him a 45. Well, again, he did not have the flair that Michael Jordan had. And it's a great dunk coming in from the slam camera, as you see. Was able to throw it through, took off further inside than Michael. He was not deserving of a 50 because you compare it to what Michael did. So next up, so he's too good of a player to do this. Too good of a player to go down like this, Clyde. Come on. So this is when our prize fight begins. Just moments after Jordan's free throw line dunk, Wilkins threw down what I would really could definitely say is the loudest dunk in human history. You would have thought there was a St. Valentine's Day massacre reenactment happening down the street. Wilkins does a, such a loud windmill, and it gets him a 49, and folks, it's on. Jordan counterpunched with a baseline windmill, a 48. We have our final set. It's Wilkins versus Jordan. You can insert whatever great fight or battle in human history. It's all those and then some. Wilkins started off the round with a backboard alley-oop that saw him grab the ball a good foot or two above the rim and dunk it with his signature explosiveness, 50. Jordan Connor with a beautiful split-legged, two-handed, double-clutch reverse dunk, 50. Wilkins goes baseline with one of the loudest and strongest windmills you will ever see, 50. Jordan came back with a double-clutch, rocked the cradle. It's hard to describe, but it's great, and it looked even better on replay. He gets a 47? A 47? Jordan for a second, 50 on the first. what's going through his mind. He said earlier, sometimes he doesn't decide until he's in the air. Looked like a figure eight with the double clutch. This is much like a heavyweight championship crowd, you know, and they are trading big heavy right punches. Jordan took a long time to think about this, knowing he had to get the judges' attention. 47. A 47 was awarded on that dunk. Oh, that is some great creativity. And you notice he's going with the two-hander, Steve, to get a little more power as we watch the reaction of Dominique Wilkins as Michael went in for the dunk. And he just waits to see what the score is. There's another look at that dunk. Now watch when he takes off. Look at the way he moves the ball from the right down low to the left. Two hands and throws it through with authority. These judges are going to need the National Guard to get out of Chicago Stadium. It's hostile. 47, really? The Chicago Stadium boos vociferously. The judging panel is made of Chicago sports legends, but something tells me all those rushing yards are going to mean a damn thing for Gail Sayers. He and all the judges are going to need a police escort out of this building for that score. Now, with the door wide open, Wilkins goes for a powerful two-handed windmill. Immediately upon completion, the crowd boos Wilkins, boos the dunk, and boos the judges. They boo the NBA. They boo the world. This crowd is upset, and nothing is going to make them feel better about it. 
Unfortunately, though, the dunk is just too good. Wilkins is going to get a 45. What? (laughs) Oh, my God. No. 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 If he gets a 49 or a 48, 49, he can't lose, or a 48. I guarantee you he will not get 50 on this dunk. Guarantee a two-handed windmill, and the judges are going through it. Their entire lives are flashing in front of their eyes. 47, Michael gets a 15, and it's a dunk off. <laughs> well, we, want, we watch Dominique Wilkins come in and again with the power and authority low with two hands. And the judges have awarded Dominique Wilkins a 45. That's incredible. <laughs> Wouldn't we call it a make good? I mean, that's a two-hand windmill with authority from the sideline. Let's watch this one again. Here he comes, takes off, two hands up, down, around. No, it's it's not. It's just not a 45. It, it's the Chicago machine has done it yet again. Voting in Chicago, it's it's always a it's always a journey. And, and one here again. The crowd exploded upon hearing the score 45. Wilkins finishes the round with a 145. Jordan needs a 48 to tie and a 49 to win. Jordan clears the court and launched for another free throw line dunk. It's not nearly as good as the one he did earlier. It's great. Don't get me wrong. It's great. It just didn't have the same oomph as the earlier one. It made no difference, though. Potentially legitimately fearing for their lives, the judges award Jordan a 50, and Michael Jordan has gone back-to-back. The 1988 NBA Slam Dunk Contest would put a cap on the original era of the contest. Things would dramatically change in 1989 and the years that would follow. Jordan would never compete in a dunk contest again. NBA championships and legendary status would follow him in the years to come. Wilkins would take a year off and round out his dunk contest career with a victory in the 1999, uh, 1990 contest. And a youth movement would take over the competition, giving way to new winners, new rules, and a new attitude about the competition. The stars would set out, eager to give the next generation of rising stars center stage. Some would take that opportunity to carve out their names, and most would come and go without making much of a dent in the league or the public conscience. The 1988 NBA Slam Dunk Contest set the standard, and perhaps it set it too high. It'd be 12 years until anyone would come close to the heights achieved on this cold winter night in Chicago. And that does it for the 1988 episode of the NBA at 75 Slam Dunk Retrospective Series that we're doing here at the Over and Back Classic NBA Podcast. Make sure you follow us at Over and Back NBA on Twitter, on Facebook. Make sure you like, review, subscribe, do everything you got to do on every different platform you can do it. Wherever you listen to your podcast, let them know you listen over and back, review us. We really would appreciate it. Thank you, of course, to Rich Ladda, Rich Ladda32, uh, for his great work on the production music you hear in this piece. And, of course, make sure you check out the written components to the series over at fansided.com and the step back at fansided.com thank you guys so much we're going to jump ahead a few years we'll talk about that in a bit but uh, thank you guys so much for checking this out and I hope you're enjoying the series many many more to come so thank you guys for listening take care bye
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.